Welcome to Open-Minded Skeptic. My name is Zerb, and with me tonight is my good friend, Phil. Hello. How are you? Good, buddy. All right. Good evening. Uh, I don't know what possessed you to come by tonight, but we'll find out. But doom, doom. And then we're also <laughs> possessed to have a very special guest with us tonight. He is the king of art and the king of soul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the king of giggles. Jonesy. Jonesy Tupa. Yeah, what's up, fellas? What's going on? Great to see oh, you. Man. Great to have you on awesome. board. Nice to, nice to be here. Nice to meet you, Phil. Yeah, excellent. And I uh, love your work, by the way. Uh, showed oh, some of your you. work to my daughter. She's a very big uh, artist. And uh, Oh, cool. You're going to have to uh, get on my Facebook page, and I'll link okay. you over there, and you can see some of her work. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Maybe we could work on something together. That would be awesome. Yep. She's doing a uh, Greek God presentation Friday at school. Oh, and unfortunately, awesome. I won't be able to attend, but my wife is going. She had to make uh, five or six posters for all the oh, gods. Wow. Yeah. Are you a? You're not a Greek god, are you? Not anymore. No, I. You're I, not Greek. No, I gave, gave it, it up. up. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> gave it up for Lent. <laughs> gave it up for you Lent. Guys, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Wow, I just gave up popcorn, but you guys <laughs> go in full string. Hey, go big, man. That's it. Go big and go home. That's it. <laughs> well, tonight's topic is going to be depression. God, depression. <laughs> This oh, show's so really sad. sad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what possessed me to say that. Tonight's show's going to be about possession. Possession, yes. Oh, yeah. And, and here are we go. Okay. Welcome to the open-minded skeptic. May you remain open-minded as you seek the answers to life's mysteries. Welcome to the open-minded skeptic. Welcome to the open-minded skeptic with your hosts, Phil. May you remain open-minded as you seek the answers to life's mysteries. Well, (laughs) Chris, I got to ask a question of you. Um, Yes, sir. How do you feel about possession? Do you think it is a possibility in the realm of uh, things? And uh, um. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so um, I th- I definitely think it think it is. Uh, so I've I've read most of the Bible. I'm working my way through the Old Testament right now. But um, and it, it talks in there about uh, demon possession. I don't know if they talk a lot about it in the Old Testament, but I know when Jesus was around, it they mentioned it quite a bit. Right. And he gave the apostles the power to exercise demons. Um, and then it's it kind of just leaves it at that. Um, so I've always just sort of thought, well, it's it was true certainly then. Whether it's still around now, I don't know. Um, I've never experienced that, but I have um, talked to people in my church who have gone on mission trips to uh, like South America and, and Mexico, and they have sworn that they have talked to. Uh, I think one was perhaps a, a man. I know one was a young boy that they swore was possessed. Like he 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 talked sort of normal, and then it was it was like bipolar, but it was obviously a demonic kind of like the voice changed, and, right? And um, they 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 prayed for him and stuff. But um, so I definitely think there there could be some truth to that. I don't know about like like the Annabelle doll, like demons possessing dolls and stuff. I don't know 
if uh, I would buy that, um, yep. the Bible doesn't really say anything about it. Doesn't mean it's not true, but right, right. Uh, that would open up a whole can of wor- worms. I mean, uh, that would be really creepy if that if that was true. So, uh, wh- where do you guys sit on that? Well, I was going to just pass it over to Kevin. What's your uh, thoughts? My thoughts are uh, my thoughts were null and void until I saw The Exorcist at age thirteen. Okay. And that made me a a staunch Catholic in a heartbeat, of course, because it scared the living bahubas out of me. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> but as I grew older, um, yeah, I think uh, I think it can be a possibility. I'm not right. sure the levels of it. I don't think it goes to the point of uh, the Exorcist movie where your hair turns color and then you're all of a sudden got a snot hanging from here all the way to your ear, Paul, <laughs> and then you're screaming, you know, obscenities. Like, well, maybe head screaming around, right? No, head that, spinning that around. Um, the theatrics of it, I don't think, are as bad. I, I believe, honest to God, I believe that there are different levels. Um, when someone jokes around and says, "What possesses you to do that?" Well. It's possible that something's messing around with you that uh, you probably inducted unwillingly or willingly right. into doing something that you didn't want to do or shouldn't have done, and that can cause... Or if you repeatedly do something that's uh, dark and not good and get used to doing it to the point that it doesn't bother you anymore, I think that might be associated with it. And uh, and then talking about places like South America and Mexico and especially Brazil down in uh, you know in Rio when they do the carnival <laughs> that's all possession right there but you know things like I that I love looking at them dancers going down the street oh gosh <laughs> it's like uh, there's times where I see angry people and you look at their eyes and you look into them and you're yes. just like that's not yes that's right. not the way they're supposed to look right, right. absolutely I, I have to uh, just to give you my uh, two cents um, I agree with both of you. I've never seen anybody or anything. Uh, I, I think the only thing I could say, and I'm sure you both can agree, you ever have one of those experiences where you're somewhere, mall, um, someplace where there's a, a crowd of people, and you just happen to be passing by somebody, and somebody gives you the willies. You just look at them, and you just say, ooh, that's somebody I don't want to. And it's not right. so much that you're mad at them, but you just know they're putting off an, an aura that you sure. don't want to be around them. A funny vibe. A funny vibe, right. absolutely. And Chris, as you as you heard, Kevin's Catholic. I'm also Catholic, and um, I'd like to just compare uh, your church's beliefs and your personal beliefs versus what we believe and what we're taught in our church. Well, he's Episcopalian, yep. fundamentalist twice removed. Fundamentalist <laughs> twice removed. What? How do you spell that? If you don't, if you, it's it comes with two L's. But what? Is um, sorry. What is what is your uh, if you don't mind me asking? What is your faith? I was uh, raised Catholic, and right. now I go to a Baptist. Okay, that's okay. right. And we talked about that before. Okay, so you, so you have some fundamentals of Catholicism, unless you sure, got sure. out when you were younger. Um, Definitely. Well, here's what happened to me. Real quick, back in the '90s, I was going down a bad path in my life, um, and I just happenstance was down in New York City where I was going to indulge in some pleasures. And uh, I, I was passing a church, and there's a, an old gentleman sitting there. And he said, son, do you have a moment? And I recognized him right away as a priest. And out of respect, I said, sure, I got a minute. And we ended up talking about just soul. We just talked about what do you think the soul's about? What do you think happens to the soul? Um, 
and he was a Catholic priest. And, and the beauty about Catholicism is there's a lot of mysteries of faith that are not scripture, but okay. the, the, the Catholic Church doesn't deny nor confirm like something like reincarnation. They don't take a stance, yet they don't get involved and say, no, it doesn't happen either. And we ended up okay. going down that road, and we talked a lot about that. Well, later, I found out he was an author, and he also was on a radio show I listened to a lot, and his name was Father Malachi Martin. And this gentleman, when I met him, none of this came up. I think we talked maybe about possession quickly, but we spent most of the time, to me, it was a way of saving me. That was an intervention with my guardian angel. I needed to meet with him, and we talked, again, about what I felt I needed to hear. That's the only way I could explain it. That said... During that point when you were about to go to have the fun. Yeah, yeah. And that's when it... And it stopped. And and I met with him gotcha. maybe, I think, a total of four times, three or four times. I went down there, and instead of going to the house of fun that I was heading to, I'd stop and talk to him. And it changed the course of my life. And I got nice. back on track of... What I really wanted to do. Never Uh, went to Disney again. Never went to Disney again. (laughs) I don't think that was her name. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for 20 bucks. (laughs) For 20 bucks. Here's the thing. This gentleman uh, ended up doing a couple of radio shows, and I heard the radio shows, and his specialty in the Catholic Church was one of the uh, most renowned exorcist priests. Oh, wow. Like I said, we, we talked about it briefly, but not a lot. The funny thing is, what we did talk about, we did talk about that there's two levels, and this, this is to answer Kevin's question about different levels of possession. He mentioned that there's the perfectly possessed, and this is somebody who you can interact with every single day and never have a problem. But yet, every once in a while, they give you a glimpse of pure evil or anger. And it's, it's momentarily. And uh, these are people that can go to church, touch holy water, the Eucharist, whatever, but yet, you know, they're, they're happy with their arrangements they have with the dark forces. It's Al Pacino in that movie. <laughs> yeah, in a, in a way. Right, yeah, but he was oh. the devil, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the devil. Oh, that's true. That's true. But it would be it would be that equivalent. Yeah. That's right. And then the other one is the imperfect or the regular possessed or the harassed. And most people he felt were harassed or obsessed, meaning that the devil or the or the entity was trying to get them to do bad things, trying to get them to let them in. Right. And. That's harassment or obsession. Once you're possessed, yes, they move in, take over the slot for your soul, and now you are battling. It's a battle of wills against you and your faith against this demon that's now entered your your body. And this was his belief. This is his philosophy. And I kind of can see that. I can understand that. And and it made sense to me because I think a lot of people who are harassed, what he believes— is that nobody can be possessed without their will. He compared it to any addiction, drugs, alcohol. You willingly make that commitment, Mm -hmm. and it's a slow buildup. So alcohol, for an example, you you don't just go out and gun down two, three gallons of vodka. 
you might have a beer and then a couple of beers and then you try something harder and something a little harder next time and shots and ambers. So it's a, it's a buildup, but you willingly made that commitment to do it. Right. To destroy yourself. Right. That way. And he felt that possession was the same way. You had to willingly open yourself up to it. And it's kind of a, some people it's an instant takeover, but usually it's a gradual takeover. It's that people willingly want that entity to help them, whatever. And, you know, of course, it's that classic, uh, you know, if you get me this woman, if you get me this job, or if I get this, I'll give you my soul or, or you know, yeah. whatever whatever deal or arrangement they kind of make. But it happens. And, it, and, uh, and I kind of want to believe it does happen. And because uh, I've met people that, you know, I, I think were touched, touched, possessed definitely harassed you look at musicians some of the musicians out there i wonder that are still going strong today i'm not going to name any names but and they're they're still number one in it and they're still and you keep wondering how in the world Mm -hmm. did they keep making it so far did they give something up and i always think about that old crossroads story um or the or the blue songs that talk about going down the crossroads and selling so you can become famous um the old story about uh, uh, the movie Crossroads itself. Right. And professionals in business, what did they have to do? Absolutely. Uh, and who did they, you know, who did they destroy to get where they are now? And yep. then what possessed them to feel okay with that, you know? Well, to go with um, uh, the addiction thing, I saw a um, 60 Minutes or something last year, I think, and they were talking about religion. And they went and visited this, this small church somewhere. And this church be- believed that, I, I mean, I have it quite correct, but basically when you are addicted to alcohol or cigarettes or whatever, coffee, like whatever it is, that is a demon in you. And it might be a little demon, mm-hmm. but, that's, but that addiction... Right. is a demon and so every Sunday when they went to church they would exercise those demons some people would roll around on the floor some people would scream but by the time the service was over they had gotten that out right right and and it could be anything it could be you know um, I'm, I'm angry all week that's not me that you had a demon in you and I don't know if I no I understand you know believe quite that but um, I've also uh, heard somewhere else that some of those addictions are demons that's why you know and in, in in our our science and technology age it's it's an addiction but it could be that you're not addicted to alcohol you have a demon of alcohol in you you can if you get rid of that demon you will no longer crave that alcohol right it's a, a kind of different way you can't treat it with with any, you know you have to expel that demon right. and you will no longer be addicted that's something else i've heard i uh, and here's the thing father malachi mentioned that you're you're absolutely right he said um to, to me first of all to answer about that church about people rolling around one thing the catholic church all all uh, catholic exorcisms do is the person has to go through a uh physical so an actual doctor has to look at this person, make sure that there isn't any mental deficiencies, that there's no fakery going on. So they, the Catholic Church is very leery to get involved because once they do get involved and they declare it a uh, true possession, right? Um, th- then they have to take the religious protocol that they take 
to you know start the process but a lot of times stuff like alcohol or um you know like the drugs. change of your personality oh, those are more well even drugs but yeah. those are more of the obsession type where the demon is trying to entice you with things or change your personality and when you recognize that it's not you or that you're not acting as yourself that's the internal battle that's the battle between the entity and yourself and your and your soul uh, trying to work it out one of the things that the Catholic Church will do a little differently than some of these other uh, Protestant churches is they don't want to make a spectacle and create a copycat type of scenario and um, just recently and, I, and I'm, I'm calling them out not because I think the priest is a or, or the minister is any kind of charlotte I think he's truly doing what he believes is God's work I think in my opinion a church like you were just talking about there's a church in Florida called the Ignite Church where every mass he basically is doing exorcisms he truly believes people are you know, possessed and, and taken over. I, I kind of look at it in what uh, Father Malachi had mentioned was that it creates a copycat scenario. So people start seeing other people in the church going forward. So they start acting the same way. They start, and it's almost an attention getter. Yeah, I was going to say, more than an actual, you know, right. real possession. Right. Um, and the other thing is, nobody can just do a, uh, an exorcism. Uh, there's religious people. There's there's in in all the faiths, but they need their belief is that they need to get permission or they're granted uh, power by Christ. Mm-hmm. So the power of Christ comes through the exorcist. With the Catholic Church, what's misunderstood is again being a um, being an organization, the priest just can't go out and do anything. He has to get clearance from the bishop. The bishop needs to get clearance from Rome. And the problem nowadays, what uh, Father Malachi felt, was that because we're living in an age where, um, and, and you see it in any church and in, in, in all the, the Christian faiths of America, there's no emphasis on the negative. There's no emphasis on hell and Satan and doing wrong. It's all about the good feeling and God's love and God's grace. Right. And by removing the negative and the punishment aspect, there's a lack of faith. There's a lack of people believing. They don't they don't want to get involved. So they don't do right. it anymore. And unfortunately, you know, they feel that the possession rates are going up. The obsession rates are going up. So more and yeah. more people, and that's part of the reason why you're seeing people doing really bizarre and crazy and horrible things. Do you think it's possible to get possessed to the point that you're speaking in old Latin and old uh, Aramaic and all that Aramaic stuff that they do in the movies? What do you think about that? Okay, let's say. Okay, let's say. So let's say us three are talking, right? Like right now. Mm-hmm. And let's say, let's say Kevin is possessed. And he's possessed enough where we know it, like he's speaking in tongues or he's doing crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, my first thought is, okay, Kevin is obviously possessed. <laughs> so that means that that there is a God, there are demons, you know, not counting my faith, then maybe Jesus is, is real. Maybe all of that stuff is real. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. So why would a demon want to prove all of that you know my thinking is they would be more low-key like phil was saying and just screw up your life and all of your family's life but in no way prove 
that there is a God. Because if, yeah. if Kevin's acting crazy like the exorcist, then right. obviously there is a God and there is a devil, so I need to get my butt in church. If, yep. if Kevin is possessed enough where he's just a crappy person, there's lots of crappy people around. Sure. doesn't mean that God is real. Well, you, you, you know, know what, what I mean? And, and on that answer, too, uh, there's a lot of crappy people out there who are bad people who do right. bad, horrible things, but they're not possessed. You know, right. they're still going to have to face their maker. But the possessed person is different. The possessed person gives off a different persona. Now, the reason for the whole show of shenanigans and, you know, talking in tongues and uh, right. swearing and, and having knowledge about... See, now, if the three of us were sitting here, and, and in your example, if Kevin was possessed, he would be lashing out. If the two of us said to him, Kevin, you're possessed, and, you know, you need to get Christ in your life by, first of all, by invoking the name of Christ. Yeah. It, okay. it, it's like fingernails on the chalkboard, like I said, because, again, all these demons were originally angels. Mm-hmm. So reading the Old Testament, you probably, right. in that section, um, sure. I, I, I believe it was uh, around the time of, just before, uh, right after the creation story, around the creation story chapters, where they talk about the assembly of God, and God was speaking to the angels. And at the time, Satan, or Lucifer, Lucifer was his number one angel, and he's the light bearer. That was his title, his name. He said, look, you're all going to serve man, because we made them in our image, in in my image. And Satan said, no, I'm not going to do it. So he and his minion caused the war with the angels of light, and Michael the archangel is the one who ended up beating him out and God said, okay, the war's over. You're cast into earth for all eternity. So Lucifer's the leader of the whole group. Satan would be his right-hand man, but Satan is the one who becomes the adversary against Christ, an adversary against God. He's the provoker. He's the one He's the one who says to Jesus later, hey, look, Lot is doing great because you gave him everything. Mm-hmm. So he's the one who, who creates this uh, adversity between God and, and man. But the thing is, God allowed them to remain. If God, and I think in God's ultimate wisdom, he wanted, he wanted man to have free will, to do the right thing, but to understand that if he did the wrong thing, he was susceptible to Satan and Lucifer and their ilk. And that's why they're there and that's and that's why they're constantly tempting us and mm-hmm. taunting us to do the wrong thing because because of our sin because of Adam's sin is what caused it but God still gives us the opportunity to have his grace keep his grace and then as as we try to live our lives and be as Christ-like as possible and follow the ways of Christ to redeem our souls into the afterlife and that's kind of, and that's in a nutshell. That's um, where that's it's a going. big a nutshell, big a nutshell. But Satan, and, and and to get back to your point about why they're talking in tongues, is because all the demons, um, uh, the way the Catholics look at it, demons don't just have a name; they're identified. And several demons could be in one person, and they identify the demons not by a head count, by their their job or what they're doing. So there might be one there that does speak in tongues and it, and it's feeding on Kevin's pride or his or why am I his rage. That's what I want to know. Because you Why did I get picked? Uh, something about you, man. That's it. Excuse me. 
Yeah, exactly. But he 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 would be lashing out at I us like if my we coffee. Cream <laughs> and sugar, please. But but yeah. Other than that, he. he I, I mean, if he was perfectly possessed, we probably wouldn't even notice it. And um, it would have been something where, you know, getting to know him, we would have been like, oh, that's just an idiosyncrasy, and we worked beyond it. And never really paid it much attention. But being um, more harassed type possessed, mm-hmm. he would be lashing out because the demon's now fighting with him and his soul for his will. But again, he'd, he'd have to give it up. He'd have to want right. to willingly give up his his soul and and allow the demon in. And that's and that's the thing. Nobody can just you know you, you could be afraid of him, which is fine. That's that's a you know a healthy fear. What about what about the situation where you do, and I, I'm going back to people who don't have faith in pretty much anything, yep. let alone believe that they might even have a soul in the first place. Yep. Are they are they free pickings for demons, or is there some kind of uh, protection? Uh, no, anybody's susceptible. It, Anybody. It falls Any under a faith, free will type of thing. It, it does think, come right? down to free will. Right. The people who don't believe in God, well, they don't have God's grace now, and they don't have God's protection. There's, there's they, well, that's my question. Would they still have it? Would God just stop and say, "Oh, you don't believe in me? I don't believe in you"? Or it, do you think that the, he, would, he would? It's a conundrum because, uh, quick side story. I'm, I, you know, I, I, I'm a little bit of a history person, but you're a storyteller. I'm a storyteller. So when 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 Columbus came to America, oh God, all the countries. I'm going with. I've heard this story, <laughs> by the way. All the countries that he represented: Italy, Spain, England. They all heard of Jesus. They all knew the name Jesus, they knew about the Lord oh, and, yeah. and the Bible. They could not believe at that time that when Columbus got there and came back and said, that, well, there's millions of people living on these islands and these lands who've never heard of Jesus. They couldn't believe it. Yeah. Because at that time, they felt everybody had known the name of Jesus. So it was a conundrum. They So they went out and they started apostatizing and they started preaching and, you know, the Spanish did it a little strong-armed-like, you know, you either join us or we're going to kill you. But... But then that, that's where it comes into, were these people safe? Because if they had never heard the word of Jesus, they never heard of um, right. of God and, and being saved, could they have been saved? And tradition in Catholic Church, and again, Catholics don't have to find everything to be scripturally bound. We can go by beliefs, we can go by practices and traditions. And, and right. one of the traditions was that we're asked to be as Christ-like as possible and live a Christ-like life. And if somebody who didn't know Christ could achieve that and be the best that they could possibly be, well, then it's up to God. And, and only God can right. redeem or you know, uh, save that individual. But it's likely that God would show favor on that individual, even if he's never heard of his son or the word that was put forth. So, yeah, in that aspect, they could be saved without the grace of God, but it's a lot harder because, yeah. because they, you know, they're not coming in understanding that God's grace needs to be there. Uh, as far as possession, yeah, absolutely, because now they don't have God's protection, so it makes it, them more vulnerable and easier to pickings. And, and I think you're seeing that, especially in this country, with the seculator, uh, seculative mentality we have, um, getting away from church, getting away from... Uh, Christian ideals, making people more um, atheist-minded, more science-bound, yeah. and, um, and and it's sad. 
And it's really sad because uh, all the churches are really hurting. And, and, and it seems like more the uh, Christian churches in America keep breaking off into smaller and smaller groups because uh, they're protesting against something, whatever it is. Right. Well, listen, what about, what about people like Trump? Yeah, yeah, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, um, Kanye West. Yep. Um, Lady Gaga. Yep. Are they? Oh. Do you think they're all possessed? Uh, it, not speaking for the church, speaking for myself, yeah, I, I think it's very possible. I think that they all have their own little tiny minions yep. in there messing around. Yep. It, it, people well, of power tend to be more willing to give up their souls because a again it comes back to i don't believe in that that's hocus pocus fairy tale right. stuff but i'll do whatever i can do to get that power well that's opening the door without without using god right right absolutely i, I think i like what phil was saying with the uh, secularization of uh especially america um that everything now is about self-empowerment I can do anything if I put my mind to it. I can achieve anything if I work hard enough. It, you know, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. iPhone. Where iMac. <laughs> anything, anything that has I in front right. of it. me. And um, in 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 the church, you you rely on on God. You you cannot do anything apart from Him. But once you take Him out of the equation, for instance, I don't know. Uh, Lady Gaga or Kanye West, I don't know what their beliefs are. Me neither. Um, um, but I know that when people get, not not all of them, but when people get popular, powerful, famous, you you there's an ego that comes with that. And some people deal with it by being humble and, and thanking God and relying on God. And other people are like, oh, what can I do now? What, you know, this is all me. I got here on my own. I don't believe in that stuff. And and that's the same with even even the guy, you know, uh, delivering the mail. You know, it, I mean, it goes all the way down. Right. Um, and and it's it's um, with all like everything. Everything is about you can do anything you want to. Like even the cartoons nowadays are all about um, just put your mind to it and work hard. And you know, like that's not. I can work as hard as I want to. I'm not going to be an astronaut. You know what I mean? It's right. not going to happen. You're on to something. I think that there's a good positive message with what you were just saying. If you work hard, and but you also have to have a healthy sense of, right. uh, uh, you know, aspect and say, hey, look, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle of nowhere. The likelihood I'm going to be an astronaut's nil. But if you're working through the Air Force and, you know, there's a, there's a much right. better chance you're going to get hired. Um, so, so, yeah, you have to have a good sense of r- r- reality. Perspective. You know, perspective. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, again, you're right. I don't know anything about Kanye West or Lady Gaga other than what I see on TV. But my, my point is, I don't know their faiths, their beliefs. But and it's just and the they're power. just examples. I'm just throwing people and, out no, that you're right. popularity. And, and Chris, you hit on something that, that uh, again, that the church likes to stress or used to stress when I was growing up. And that's the seven deadly sins, is that those are the sins that. Satan and his ilk are going to try to bribe us with. And people who who flaunt those type of things or, or exhibit those type of things usually are. So 
and that's that's something I'm glad you brought that up. I sometimes count them at night to see how many of those I have. Mm-hmm. And I have sloth because I do nap a lot. Mm-hmm. And I sleep super late. And then I, I'm up for a couple of hours and then I go back to bed. And I wish I could stay up later. If that's contributed to my own personal mm-hmm. illness, I don't know. Um, the second one is going to be I'm definitely overweight. Oh, right. So that goes under, uh, what is that called? Mass, mass of nut and eating? Gluttony. Gluttony. I said mass of nut and like the mountain. I don't know. <laughs> Gluttony. And then, and then probably the way that I check out the chicks might have a little lust in there. Well, well yeah. But, and again, there's, you know. Uh, I think you can. I don't think you can go through life without no, having those. No, you can't. And, and the thing is, though, it's, diff- it's one thing to notice that you are leaning towards those things. Or you may have delved into those uh, sins. But you have a redeeming quality because you, you're aware of it. It's you're, not that I don't care. Right. I'm just and, going to keep but, doing it. But then the next step is, you know, if you ask for God's blessing to forgive you right. for going outside of his wishes. The, the reality is most of us don't. Most of us go ahead of our day and we don't even realize we've done those things. But it's right. it's it's the idea that that's one of the focal points. And the number one uh, sin that Satan loves is pride. He loves oh, yeah. people to love themselves and be full of themselves. Yeah. Um, again, like I said, it, it's a you need to willingly want to give up your will and give up your soul and let them take over. Um, meditation's great, but the thing is, if you just go with a completely blank mind and you start having visitations or images that you don't feel are divine. That's a good indication you may have gotten in touch with something else. Uh, Ouija boards, spirit boards. Because what you're doing is you're opening yourself up. You're inviting those type of entities you're to come in. knocking on doors you shouldn't have messed with. Absolutely. Absolutely. Chris? When um, I used to have a, uh, a co-worker, uh, she told me one time that she was in her her house. And she was in the bedroom. And she's, she felt like a presence come into the room. and it And it blocked out the light from like the hallway it mm-hmm. was just like this darkness came in and like kind of sat on the bed and the bed kind of went down and you know she's terrified and she said she started praying in the name of jesus and and, and this and that and, and it went away right but um when she was telling me that you know this was several several years ago um i was pretty new to the faith and everything and and i was i was like man that i would like to see something like that or and angel so that I know it's real and then when she told me that story she's like you don't ever want to see that like it was really terrifying that's she's where like, faith comes you don't ever want to ask to see that because if you do it's not going to be good and so that kind of like made me rethink that yeah um, I guess kind of in the churches that I've been into they don't talk so much about demon possession and I don't know if it's just the churches think it's not happening very often in America or they're just not sure with all the uh, mental problems they don't want to say it's real it's not real they just kind of say well it's in the Bible so it could be true Um, I think most of the churches that I've been into focus on being on the right path with your faith and with Mm -hmm. God so that you will never have to worry about that. And when it comes to 
it's not my job to exercise a demon out of Kevin. What my job is to make sure Kevin knows Jesus, and then he'll never have to worry about that. Right, right. Um, I think that's kind of where things are in the churches I've been to. They don't say, go out and get rid of these demons. Right. They say, get yourself right, help your neighbor. You won't have to worry about demons. Right. So do you think Trump is possessed? I don't No, I'm not going to say he's possessed. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I wonder is if it's ever connected to depression. Possession? Depression. Being depression. <laughs> through it. You say depression, I say, I say possession. possession. Um, yeah. Let's all go find a priest. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? Um, being depressed could possibly be a sign of, of being possessed. Mm-hmm. But... Um, you know the world we live in now. They make pills you, for that. They make pills, and that's exactly <laughs> it. This is this is what I was saying earlier, way earlier. Uh, the Catholic Church makes you get a physical if you are found to really have something going on. They'll then next send you to a psychologist before jumping in and right power crisis. If the psychologist says, well, "There's nothing we can do for you. There's nothing really working," then they'll get involved in the the actual f- the rights of. Um, exorcism. exorcism and that could be instantaneous like you see in a lot of the uh, you know uh, Protestant churches you know one and done or it could take years there's, there's been cases that the priests have to go in there two or three teams on a daily basis for years to take care of some some person but the thing is with medication it, it only helps the individual to get by it doesn't heal the soul right you know so so unfortunately, it's I think a lot. A band-aid. Of, yeah, it's a band-aid, and I think a lot of people get uh, misdiagnosed, and they don't uh, they don't get the right diagnosis because they may be possessed, and the you know of course psychologists don't believe in that, and yet this person is forever tormented, which is unfortunate. Well, I'm on Xanax, Lexapro, Persigan, Percodan, uh, M and M Skittles, and Tic Tacs, and <laughs> I feel great. <laughs> but do you feel like you're possessed? Do you feel like you're being taunted or trying to be somebody you're not? Only in uh, podcasting. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's because I'm here. Yes. <laughs> Damn it, Phil's taking over again. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, no, not really. It's it's connected to the disease, I think, more yeah. than anything. The, uh, the MS. Then you're not possessed. No. And, uh, and again, have you ever opened any doors? Oh, to- gosh. The only thing I would think is 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 messing around too much with um, the drugs back in the day and and all of that. But then you got off. Them. I got off them as quick so as I could. So you closed the door. So yeah. again, even though you opened the door, even though there was the potential, I don't believe you were possessed. And and I would imagine an, an exorcist priest would say at best you may have been obsessed or harassed. And, probably, and that's probably, probably why the drug definitely. use came up. Yeah. Was you were being harassed, you were taking the drugs, you were staying in a drug mode, but then you said, I got to get free of this. Yep. And that's when the grace of God came back over you and you allowed it to take over you. Definitely. And you pushed it out of you. Definitely. So, so you didn't need a, you know, that's the beauty about people who are harassed and obsessed is a lot of times they could handle this themselves simply with making themselves right with God and Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know provoking prayers, just asking for Christ's help, and that usually pushes them away. Just the, the power of, by uh, saying, 
you know, Christ be with me, Christ help me, mm-hmm. God help me. That drives the devils away, the demons away, because they are God's adversaries. They are the opposite of God, and they don't want anything to do with him. I was reading a, um, a book a while back, and I can't remember what it was, but there's a section they were talking about. They went to uh, a Bible study or something, and one of the, I think it was maybe one of the girls, was acting really weird, and uh, I, I can't remember, but I think she was like, oh, I can't take anymore, and she was going to run, at, r- ran out on the balcony, was going to jump off or something. Mm. And uh, they're like, whoa, whoa, something's wrong. She's possessed or whatever. And they were trying to do everything they could to, um, like, do an exorcism or, or get it out or whatever they were trying to do. Right. And a, and a girl was just, like, going crazy and being violent and all this stuff. And basically they said they tried for an hour or two hours. And what finally got the demon out, the the girl had to accept Jesus. Right. Nothing they could do would would do it she had to welcome him welcome him in and when that happened the demon was gone wow um, beautiful. and and it, it kind of reminded me earlier you were, we were talking about the, the the speaking in tongues and stuff and i've read a couple different stories about you know possession and it seems that for the most part like phil was saying you you probably wouldn't know that somebody is possessed until you try to intervene yep and until you come up and say hey you need Jesus, then they're going to fight back and try to scare you away. Right. Right. Um, right. And that's when you would probably see all that crazy stuff because they're trying to trying to frighten you away from helping that person. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not an expert. I don't know. Um, but it just from what I've read, it seems like maybe that's when all that craziness comes out. You know, Otherwise, you might never even know. You're absolutely right. And, and you know, just being a, a layman Catholic follower of the faith, I don't have the ability to handle dealing with an exorcism okay. and, and, and you know because there's there's a level of um you know it's almost like being a marine in battle they they have to be spiritually prepared and unfortunately the entity that's possessing the individual is going to pry on your weaknesses they're going to look for your fear and yeah we're all going to go in there. I think it's human nature to say, oh, man, I'd love to see that. I'd I'd love to be a part of it. But we would be the weak link in the right. experience because I don't think we're spiritually prepared for it. And even if we were ordained to be spiritually prepared by a preacher or a priest or whatever, there's still that fear that the entity could utilize you know, right. like, you know, they, they, that's what they'll do. I mean, when we were talking about Kevin being the possessed one, he could look into you, your eyes, Chris, and bring out information about you that is right. embarrassing, humiliating, and be like, oh, man, how did he know that? And right. it's only something that an entity uh, of a spiritual nature would know. And again, de- demons are spirits. They're, they're just like angels. They live in the spiritual plane. It's just that their role and function in in the that that God has created for them is to be adversaries of man because of Satan's denial to want to serve us like the other angels and yeah, uh, I, I think just the just the idea that uh, you know I think it'd be kind of neat to see an exorcism pretty much proves that you would not be helpful in that situation yeah, that's right, right. right. You're, yeah. you're, that's just curiosity and pride right there you you've you definitely should probably not be in that room. <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely, and and that's exactly it. You're absolutely right, and I, uh, I you know, and again, I, I think there would be that fear. Anybody's susceptible, and I, I truly believe that there's, you, you can't have the grace of God 
in our hearts without the fear of the devil trying to get in there as well. Chris, what are your final thoughts on this particular topic? Um, wow, final thoughts. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's it's really interesting to to talk about. Um, it, it is. I am interested in it, um, but I'm trying to have a, a healthy dose of. I don't want to see it, <laughs> but yeah. I kind of do. I mean, honestly, I'm not, there's no point in lying. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I of course I I would just to see it so you know it's real but on on, on the other hand I can't, I can't help but think of what my coworker told me um so um but I, I think i think what you know like kind of what we talked about is just uh staying on the right path and helping each other stay on that path then then it'll never be an issue right um and and uh it's it's been really really nice talking to you guys about hey, this thanks. um thanks chris and, and it doesn't ma- like like we talked about it doesn't matter your de- denomination. I don't even care about that with just about anybody. As long as your your faith is in the right place, I don't care where you go to church. And I think that if we could if we could get more people to feel that way, then then we'd be a better country and a better world. And and um, but it's been great talking to you guys. Um, Absolutely. Maybe we can do it again uh, some other time. It's a fast. Yeah. It's definitely, a fascinating. Definitely. So much to talk about. It's just really interesting. Yeah. I don't know if Kevin said this or, or I heard it somewhere's, but I heard it somewhere's that um, so the, the the Catholic Church has priests who are trained in, in exorcism, and I, I think mm-hmm. uh, I think it was my dad uh, on that radio show. He was talking about how there's there's not as many as there used to be. But yeah. the thing is, if if the church has them, right, there must be a reason right. why they have them. Right. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. They wouldn't have. You know, there's here's the thing about the Catholic Church, real quick. There's so many things that they do spiritually that's behind the scenes, such as exorcisms, that they don't want to promote or talk about and make mainstream. But yeah, again, it goes back to that lack of faith and God's grace not being with the bishops and the priests anymore because they no longer believe. They don't believe in hell, they don't believe in the devil. They would rather promote this sense of, you know, how God is good and God is gracious and loving and and you know and that's that's part of the reason why uh, they're going away and it's it's a really sad uh, sad statement about the church. My final thoughts would definitely coincide with both of your final thoughts. It's, it's the the strongest point would be the lack of faith for any anybody to go through mm-hmm. some kind of possession ordeal. Um, and again, I don't think it reaches the level of what you would see in The Conjuring or what you would see in a movie like The Right mm-hmm. or The Exorcist where the heads are spinning and chairs are flying up in the air and sticking to the ceiling and the person's still hanging on and having fun. I don't know. I, I don't know. But right. I doubt very highly on the skeptic side of this title mm-hmm. of this show um, that would ever happen. I would think that the worst thing that would happen is that you're screaming obscenities mostly because of how angry you must be inside um, with that type of possession situation, right, right. Um, or you you're so full of lust that all you do is make movies that have you performing those acts over and again, or you you just eat so much you die from a massive heart attack when you're 800 pounds. It's just a, yeah. th- those types of of uh, possessions I think are the truest, hmm. and uh, and it is a being a matter a, a matter of having faith and a, and a matter of of making sure that you understand that uh, without the grace of God, you can't do anything. Right. Yeah. No, that's right. Yeah. Because it's a willing surrender. 
Yeah. You willingly surrender, and that's what opens you up to the possession. So, right. Um, I, I think theatrically, I think of course they're playing it up to get people to be scared and frightened. Right. But at the same time, other than yeah, twisting your head around. From what I've heard from not just Father Malachi but other Jesuits, a Jesuit priest who uh, I almost became a priest. I told you this, Kevin. Right. Um, they he was also an exorcist priest, and mm-hmm. yeah, that stuff happens. The uh, you got to remember, we're dealing with a spiritual entity who mm-hmm. wants to inhabit somebody's body, who is full of hate, um, anger, revenge, and they'll do anything to stay in that body, and and that means using their powers of of being able to move furniture to you know dive into your soul and see your deepest secrets and use them against you um and uh you know and one thing we didn't talk about real quick is that some of these families go back generations and they know they're possessed and they pass the demon on to their children Mm-hmm. through certain rituals mm. so these families stay this way and 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 yeah. some sometimes the people are like look i don't want it anymore i don't want to be a part of this and they don't know how to break free almost like Roseberry's baby so there's there's a level of truth in that too i think every movie i go straight to ruth gordon when yeah, you yeah. say that <laughs> so i think every saying, movie don't, shows don't some worry sort of about it worry just go about on it. it's the son of satan enjoy <laughs> Sorry. What's the worst that can happen? That's right. <laughs> no, I, I, I think that there, that yeah, those scary things could really, really? happen. I, and part of me wants and to like see. Like I say, I don't know. I, I think that's human nature. I, I don't want to see. No, I, well, uh, Chris does. I think. I think if Chris and I, Chris, you tell me what happens. I don't want to <laughs> see it. <laughs> if, if I could be a spectator, like a doctor in an operating theater, mm-hmm. just looking through the glass and not have to be. Just put it on a Steve Harvey or a Rivera. I don't yeah, care. You know, Geraldo or whatever. I don't want to see But the it. problem is that just your presence alone and not being uh, strong enough to deal with it would make you susceptible to being possessed yourself. Because yeah. you're, 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 this is battle. This is a battle of wills. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yes. Yeah. That, and, and even, um, I believe in the Bible, it talks about if you mess up, and this demon leaves, seven more can come back in its place Absolutely. or something. Absolutely. So it's like, you know, mm-hmm. pressure's on because you could really screw things up. And that was my point about about how many souls or how many demons are possessing a person. It goes back right. to, you know, we could do a head count saying, you know, there's, there's Chris, you know, Kevin and myself, there's three of us. But if somebody was here who was possessed, we'd be like, you can't see the demons. Right. So you label right. them by their function, what their job is, what their how they respond what their you know uh, abilities are and that's how they know how many demons are possessing an individual and um yeah so you, that's exactly what the bible states too and that's how catholicism looks at it that yeah this person could have multiple multiple personalities they say probably about 50 percent go misdiagnosed Wow. They say mis- they say multiple personalities is a number one sign that the person's possessed because now they're not being themselves. Now they're uh, you know showing outward clear signs of other identities and those identities usually are not themselves. You know only one soul can enter a body at a time. And if you're going to allow satanic or or demonic entities in it's a floodgate. You could have 3 4 40 of them. What if you do a bad impersonation of Morgan Freeman or Bernie Sanders? <laughs> no, that's 
that's that's just a gift. Oh, that's, good. That's okay. a gift from God, and He's making it bad because you're not supposed to be Morgan Freeman or Barry Sanders. Well, that's something I'm very glad about, and I don't have to worry. <laughs> but you know, you know, on that about gifts, though, yeah. people people who have like visions, people mm-hmm. who have like foresight. Again, if 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 they're not looking for money, if they're not like trying to use it to manipulate people, yeah, those could be true gifts of God, you know, because uh, there's abilities. People are have all sorts of abilities. That's why I don't sell my music because I firmly believe that if I was to sell that music, I'm right. selling out my soul, which makes that music. Right, absolutely. That's I, why I, I give point. it away. And and, and that doesn't for mean free. that every artist that's making money, no. Is yeah. possessed, but does it mean that some may be? Yeah, but there's that a good they've possibility. sold themselves out to yeah, a certain absolutely. point. There's a good yeah. possibility of it. Come on, yeah, you went. <laughs> Come on, yeah. No, he's just a hack. That's, oh, that's all he is. I know, I'm joking. I well, am joking. Chris, let's uh, let's say goodnight. I think we've covered sure. everything yeah. here. We all had right. a good conversation. Thank you, Chris, very yeah. much. No, thank you. I, I had a wonderful time. This is Beautiful. awesome. Great, thank Any you. Time. And hopefully we could do this again. And uh, yeah, definitely. Maybe yeah, definitely. something a little lighter, not so sure. heavy oh, yeah. of a topic. <laughs> we still got a lot of cryptozoology to talk about. Sure, oh, yeah, a whole I'll, bunch I'll, of stuff. Yeah, any any time, any topic. It, it's fun. I and love it. All right, Phil. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank for, you for. Thank you for thanking me, me for thanking you. You're, you're very welcome. <laughs> and now sing that sentence you sing so very well. Oh, did we write it down? No, I have I, it memorized. You have it memorized. Then. I'll, I'll tell you, you what honors. it is, and you, no, I'll tell you what it is, and you do it, and I'll edit this. All right. So, gentlemen, remain open-minded as you search for the answers of life's mysteries. Perfect. Good night. <laughs> awesome. All of Zerbinator's music and podcasts are under the Creative Commons license, which allows retelling and rebroadcasting as long as the author is notified and credited. For more great escape pods, please visit www.zerbinator.wordpress.com. If you would like to contact Zerbinator Land, you can send an email to instrumentally at gmail.com or give us a call at 571-408-ZERB or 9372.